Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of The Drunk Riders. As always, I am Marcus. Hey, I'm Mark. <laughs> and I am not a bitch, and I am Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, don't, I, I don't agree with that completely, but hey, to each his own. Yeah, I get to slap you twice, so uh, 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 we'll see. You, got, you got once. We'll see. Yeah, I got plenty of time left. So uh, I am drinking Corona. I had uh, three when I was out at the bar, and I decided to have one at home, too. <laughs> Basic as shit, but hey, when you, got a flow going, when you got a flow going on one beer, you must keep it rolling. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, I was at the store earlier today, and I saw a mini keg of Oktoberfest. So I got it. Nice. <laughs> was that that picture you sent earlier? Of that? Yeah, the, 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 uh, the Hofbrau Oktoberfest. <laughs> if Mark gets really drunk. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know. realize it was 6.3%. That shit is delicious. It's so I good. A couple weeks ago. Oh, my God. It was like candy. It's so good and it's so strong. It was like drinking candy. <laughs> Speaking of drinking candy, I have a revolver blood and honey because I am basic as fuck. Yeah, I'm glad I finally got to try that when I was down in Texas. It's quite delicious, isn't it, Mark? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> I hate you. So I hate you. This week. Um, well, we're going to start off with some fun, uh, because the gentleman missed last week, it was just me and Scott. Um, Mark's going to go off on a little rant. Yep. One second. Obviously, uh, as the week's gone on, we're recording on Friday night. It was going to drop Saturday morning, but Six Flags and Cedar Fair, the shenanigans that have been blowing up this week. Holy shit. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, the accident in Mexico. How's that? Kumira? Kumira? The accident of uh, the former, the Schwarzkopf, Triple Looper. Yeah, that ride's Um, name changed like 15 times. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Texas. You guys were down, obviously, down in Texas last week. A little review of that puppy. And then down goes the weasel goes, the weasel goes pop. All right. So, Mark, take it away. Yeah. So, uh, I missed the whole Vortex news. And I got to say... All of this hullabaloo is really starting to fucking piss me off. <laughs> like, like for real. Like, I'm sorry. Did you just say hullabaloo? I did. He did. Okay. It's a Michigan thing. Apparently. But no, like nobody. Nobody says a thing. Nobody bats an eye. Like everyone lives their daily lives. Kings Island announces that Vortex is closing. Everyone loses their fucking minds. Like, what the hell? This ride is not good. Like, I enjoyed it back in like 2002. And now it's 2019 and the ride sucks. It's an old arrow. Like, who cares that it was the first six inversion coaster in the world? Like, that was back in when did it open? 83, 84, something 80, like that. 86. 86. It's 2019. The ride's 33 years old. Like, it's ancient technology. Move on. And then all of a sudden, people are like, it's the best ride in the park. The hell it ain't. Get out of here with that shit. I would ride Racer over that pile of dog <laughs> shit. And we all know my hatred of Racer. You weren't a fan. Like, it's amazing that people are actually, like, heartbroken about this decision. Especially considering, like, Kings Island removed, what was it? Scooby's Ghoster Coaster, which was a legitimately rare ride, even back then. It was one of those suspended coasters from like Roller Coaster Tycoon, the like mini suspended coaster. Like that was a legitimately rare and unique ride, and they removed it. Yeah. And nobody batted an eye about that. But God forbid we touch Racer. What? What? Racer? What? Racer's going? What? No. Nobody told me this. Yeah, I would be for dancing vortex. on the fucking timbers of that shit. Oh, God man. forbid we touch vortex. Oh God, it was so bad. It's that, so bad. You know, I truly uh, don't understand like why people are like, 
oh, like who gives a fuck if it was your first looping coaster? Mine has been scrapped for like 15 years. Eat a dick. Get over it. Yeah, corkscrew's going sooner or later. Please. Yeah, I um, I, I mentioned it in passing last week. Uh, but it's just, it's it's ass. It's really ass. I didn't write, I wrote it once in a decade. And that was because of you, Mike. <laughs> that was I needed the ride, and I was legitimately pissed off after I wrote it. That is the only ride that has ever put me in a horrendous mood. Yeah, like, you looked like you were about to call the cops. <laughs> I was violated. <laughs> I was like a TSA treats me nicer when I get a county check than that thing did. Uh, like maybe. you could do a fucking lawnmower on me, and that would feel better than what that ride was. Yeah, Vortex is not lost on this man, this group of men. Stop so. saying it's the best ride at Kings Island, please. Stop with that bullshit. Big ol blue waffle. <laughs> oh god. So blue waffles don't um, exist. I, <laughs> uh, Google is your friend, everybody. <laughs> don't Google is your friend. <laughs> Moving on. Thank God. So um I don't know about you guys, but I am so fucking excited. For Batman's Vengeance next year, <laughs> you know that, green, that new uh, Green Lantern version two in the front of uh, Cedar Point. We got Robin the Chiller. We got the Chiller. We got <laughs> Six Flags Over Sandusky. Oh, the and I was the first one to make that joke. So fuck everybody else who. <laughs> God, the memes were amazing the, oh, this week. The, the memes were flying everywhere. I mean, it wasn't just <laughs> in some of our shit posts that GCS represent. Everybody was, um, was doing it. it was Twitter, I mean, Facebook, <laughs> even groups that don't mess around like that were yeah. just dropping it hard. You know the yeah, one like, thing I will say? They would actually have fucking tiered passes, so fucking Steel Vengeance's line wouldn't be 17 hours long. Okay, so so what actually happened though? Because like I went out to lunch, and then all of a sudden, like the internet blew up. So what actually happened, Marcus? That got to be you because I was. Oh shit! Well, um, <laughs> I was in the same situation as you. That I was, you know, I was working. I can't have my phone out at work, and because uh, you know, profession and uh, shit. So I'm like, okay, it's lunchtime. I got like my 14 minutes after I eat my lunch to try and figure out what's going on for the day. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And I see a report that there was um, Six Flags had made an offer or was considering an offer to buy Cedar Fair. But it was going to be, and I wish Matt was on because he's the nerd. Yeah, Um, he'd be able to explain this so well. He'd be able to explain it really, really well and make me not feel like an idiot. (laughs) He would like educate and make me feel kind of smart about it. So he would be able to make us not feel like idiots. But really, from what I understood, from what he was saying and from the things I minimally read, because I have not had time to really read into it. I just saw the memes and giggled at Six Flags (laughs) over Sandusky. Um, It was they were offering to buy out their stock. Yeah. And take over, well, essentially, like take over their stock. And it wasn't going to be like a cash offer because, you know, Six Flags is still in debt. Like um, $2 billion in debt. $2 billion. Granted, so why not granted, just add another $4 billion? Granted, Cedar Fair's in debt too. Mm-hmm. Right. Still. All these years later. Yeah. Paramount. Right. Um, that just tells you how much debt they took on and when they made those purchases, how how long of an impact those really have. I mean, going on a much smaller scale when you, I'm going to relate this to what I know of sports. And when, you know, the stupidity of city finance stadiums are talking like 35 years, 
through like certain taxes to pay it off. And then those stadiums only last 20 years. Anyways, I'm going on a tangent and a Ooh, rant. What up at uh, Rose Dome in St. Louis? Was that? Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yep. Yeah. I so mean, I, it, it, go ahead. Oh no. So I would say from the start of my morning, I saw it actually relatively early and I thought somebody was trolling. So I didn't believe it. I was like, no, Cedar fair would never be that dumb. And then we kept, you know, the day went on and I kept seeing more and more legitimate sources saying that that was a possibility. And I was like, oh no, because I forgot how bad Six Flags was until I went to Six Flags over Georgia or over Georgia, Great America. Oh gosh. And and, and Great America (laughs) is not a bad park by any stretch. Um, I mean, it's like Six Flagsified. Then, yeah. Just a man, like just because I've been to Cedar Point a few times this year, Kings Island, obviously, a couple other Cedar Carowinds, and then going to Six Flags, uh, I was just like, are those parks as sterile as Cedar Fair parks can be? They certainly don't. They don't. They don't do what what Six Flags do to their park. That mm-hmm. it's it's you're going from. Uh, I've I've always thought of of Cedar Fair as Wendy's compared to McDonald's. Of Six Flags, yeah, they're both the same in a lot of respects, but the quality level is so much lower when yep. you're going to, to to Six Flags compared to Cedar Fair, and, and I almost think I'm every aspect. Disagree with you. Why? I don't think there's that much of a difference at all, if any. Uh, I mean, it's okay to be wrong. I there's think. Nothing wrong so I think. <laughs> no, go ahead. I, I want to hear. It. So I think clientele wise, Six Flags is worse. Yes, certainly. Um, now I only I take that into account. Just to interrupt for one second, I only really take that into account for like Six Flags America, which is bad. Like that's just bad. I've never been there, so I can't even attest yeah. to that. But when I can can wow, when I compare, say, going to Magic Mountain compared to going to Knotts. I am in a much family friendlier location of Knotts Berry Farm, but that's also the park. Certainly. And location and what they're designed to do. So Six Flags does attract more of that teenage audience that they are trying to, you know, get people in the park, get them to play games, buy merchandise, things like that. Cedar Fair just wants you to, it's like, it's like Cedar Fair is the microtransaction of amusement parks. Yes, you can pay the price to get in. (laughs) But then, if you want to enjoy yourself, you need to pay all this extra money to that do that. That's true. And, and I mean, six. I mean, amusement parks in general are are like that. But you know, after my Cedar Point day of four hour waits and a twenty minute queue because fucking fast pass or fast lane or whatever that shit is. Well, um, well, I'll be honest with you on this front. That is more so. Well, first of all, that was a Saturday that we went. Right? No, that was a, no, Tuesday. That was a Tuesday, Tuesday, a Tuesday? fucking random Tuesday, fucking random Tuesday. But also, Steel Vengeance is an aberration. It really is. They designed that very poorly. I'll give them. I'll, I'll slight them for that all the time. That design is really bad. They should not have just filtered directly into the station. That was very stupid. Yeah. No, um, man, my but like you, you, being an hour and a half wait. That too. Um, Maverick, if well, we didn't had, have a fast for that, that one. was going to be a two-hour wait. For what was, you know, a couple of years, three years earlier, that was a that was 40, 45 minutes. minute wait. Yeah. Fast like, pass. See, and that's why when I heard this, my first thought was they will go what Cedar Point and what we don't like about Cedar Point this year, they will do that to the extreme. If six flags were to start running, no, it. but here's like, the it would difference. literally be see, that worse. See, so when so when I started to think about this a little bit more, I was like, you know, everyone's thinking about this as the like the worst case scenario possible takeover, like where Six Flags completely takes over, fires all Cedar Fair staff, like rebrands everything, and you got Six Flags logos everywhere, you got Takis wraps on every single coaster train. And like, I think that's what people were expecting. But once you thought about it, you're like, wait a minute. Well, if it's more one of those like mergers where they meld together and you still have like both cultures that kind of meld together, you know, maybe it would end up working out okay, kind of. But then like you think that's like 
24 amusement parks that you would have one single season pass that would work at. And like, okay, maybe it wouldn't be like 65 bucks anymore. Maybe it'd be like closer to Cedar Fair's prices. Maybe it'll be more like 150 bucks, but still that sounds pretty appealing. But they would also still have their tiers. The tiers would go up and that's where the membership, I mean, I pay $6 a month for my <laughs> membership and I have like the free parking and like 15% off shit in the park. Like I pay nothing yeah. for my membership. Like I forget it, that I have it and I live 40 minutes from a six flags park and I've gone twice this year. Um, it's not a great park, but we can talk about that later. But <laughs> the biggest thing that this would do is it would cost so much Comp- I mean, a lot of the parks are in the same markets. That's the bigger yeah, issue is where you I mean, start having, you know, Southern California. You have two parks in the same market, but then you would start to see probably more of a family-focused knots, even though they're so landlocked. I don't know what they could do compared to, you know, Dorney would – I mean, they can't neglect Dorney more than it already is. But when you're in the same, you know, what, hour, hour and a half from their East Coast flagship, that's going to cause some issues. I guess the big question is, what are those boundaries where you'd be within the same market? Because, yeah, I guess Dorney and Great Adventure are in the, are like, they're in the same general area, but but, like, are they really competing against each other? And even if you do have, like, two parks in the same chain that close like you still have hershey park that's close by you got knobles that's close by you got all the east coast parks you got um six flags america which is still kind of close so you got a lot in that area where you still have a lot of competition and Am I like getting about like, another area where it's like that or is that really it um well southern california so yeah um you'd have knots and magic mountain which are close kind well i mean they're still like an hour and a half they're like an yeah, they're like an hour apart, but then you still have Disney right there and Universal right, right there. And one of the things that I saw was that even though you would have this huge merger, it's really not as big as you'd think compared to Disney and Universal because yeah, because like Knotts attendance is, wise, yeah. yeah, Knotts is like the most attended Cedar Fair. Actually, if you combine all those parks, Knotts is the highest attended park of both Six Flags and Cedar Fair. But it pales in comparison to all of Universal's parks, all of Disney's parks. It's like ranked 11th or 12th or something. So really, it's not as drastic as people think. I At the end of the day, for me, I think it really came down to how Six Flags operates and advertises in their park mm-hmm. and how a philosophy from a merger may not change no matter how positive you could think. Cause I usually go worst case because being working for big companies that I have in my career, I've seen things like that happen and mm-hmm. I've seen the negatives from it. Uh, the positives too, obviously you, you'd have some change in one direction, but the other and depending and, and say this were to happen, my biggest concern would be, I would, I would hope that it would even out where the positives are one will filter over to Six Flags, so you have less fucking shill-ass branding everywhere, less... More competent staff. Yeah, better training, <laughs> better ops. Uh, but, uh, then the opposite side, for Cedar Fair, you'd probably, honestly have some better food, and overall, some parks really have like one or two highlights, and the rest are ass. Better fast-pass system, or whatever yeah, the hell you yeah. want to call it. Uh, upgraded fast-pass... Um, better like um, uh, season passes across the entire chain, things like that. At the end of the day, if this does fall through, I think the one big highlight on this well, is did. that. Well, that's well, the good news. The first, well, I mean, there's the, yeah, the first that's, offer. That, okay, the first that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, if if Six Flags goes up to like ninety dollars a share, that's a hard turn. That's a hard turn down. That's a real yeah. hard turn down. Yeah. So what were what were the stipulations? I guess. Well, the, so. the big one was they were trying to buy at seventy dollars a share, and it was they was at fifty eight, fifty nine dollars a share at the time. Mm-hmm. And Six Flag or Cedar Fair's pass or uh, uh, shareholders were like, "No, 
the, the, <laughs> the, the money they get from Cedar Fair at the moment, much better than they would get even with the, the, the return of that. Yeah. Um, and they would get Six Flags stock in return and this, that, and the other thing. But it wasn't worth it to the shareholders, even with that much extra money per share. Right. To do it now. That's what I'm saying. If they're bumping up to like 80, even 90, that's a hard, hard thing to say no to because you're doubling your price. Mm-hmm. That's a hard no to say no to. A hard thing to say no to. Yeah. Um, but in general, I would say this. Yeah, if the price bumps up, it'll be a hard no. But then in general, looking at what Six Flags is trying to do, I could see them going after other parks now. Not just so there singular been the ones. That they were going after Bush, Bush parks. Jesus. See, here's another thing that blows my mind is like when you look at the economy as a whole, you've got pretty much every single industry that is just battening down the hatches for a recession. And then you've got the amusement industry where pretty much everybody is in buy mode. You've but got here's, here's you've, the the counter to that because you know whenever the next recession does hit, which it will hit like they always do, mm-hmm. um, just like with anything, there's ebbs and flows. So you're going to have that hit. That keeps a lot more people regionally locked for. There's no more big vacations, so you're going to have more right. staycations. Of those amusement parks, even and with them like, being as expensive as they are already, huh? Even with them being as expensive as they are already, I mean, if you can get a, you know, this merger, you can create deals where you're like, oh, hey, well, you're in, you have something in the, you know, your guys's neck of the woods with. Chicago and Cleveland, like you get like a, a dual city. Like I know it's not that close. It's four hours or five hours or whatever it is, but still that's close enough for a lot of people to say, okay, well that's a lot easier than going to Florida and we get these, these combo deals and whatever, like the city passes that they have, mm-hmm. you could come up with things that make it. And then, I mean, I would expect the membership to be, just the cash cow that just never stops because especially in parks where it's, you know, five month operation of the year, four months of daily operations, you have somebody paying for all 12 months, even if it is, you know, a small market or small percentage, that's going to add up pretty quickly and help your bottom line, which is, I mean, that's the whole model of the membership is to, just have people like, oh, I'll just keep it because who knows when I'm going to go again. Mm-hmm. Well, balls. <laughs> yeah. No, like yeah. I, I can kind of see that, but it still blows my mind because, like, I mean, everyone's kind of spending in different ways. Like, yeah, some of them it kind of makes sense where, but also, like, they're spending have been in saying ways, the recession's well, going to hit for the past four years. Yeah, well, five I mean, years. Well, you never know when it could hit because well, those recessions could be. It could hit. It could hit. No, yeah. no, no. And then all of a sudden, it crashes and burns. Well, right, no, like, like four years ago, in the last election, well, they said, "Oh, the recession will hit the day after the or the election." And then what happened? The markets have skyrocketed. Well, so, I, mean, I mean, back four years ago when they first started, they're like, "Yeah, it'll come in a couple years." Because, like, I mean, in my industry, like. We see it all the time. And like four years ago, I was in a planning group and we were looking at when we were launching and how our how the market would look when we were launching this particular vehicle. And it was not looking good. Yeah. And that vehicle doesn't exist anymore. So like, yeah, and, and this was about the time it would have been launching. So it's 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 coming. It's it's getting close. But still, like going back to the parks themselves, like you look at the ways they're spending and like some of them, yeah, it makes sense. You can see where they're trying to have that sort of like staycation thing, but then you got others where it's like, okay, they're just trying to make it rain. Like everyone's spending money in different ways. And like you got, so you got Cedar fair. They're trying to do like resorts. They're buying all the water parks, cheap investments. Um, so that makes sense for like the staycation thing, but like Bush parks, they're just trying to like, continue to like shift over to more ride focused parks instead of animal parks. And it's like, is that going to be good for a recession? I don't know. Hmm. 
Yeah, it's tough. It's it's gonna be interesting. Really yep. to say say what happens over the next couple of years and, and also what Six Flags does. So really it's gonna kinda be a wait and see type game. You know what else uh, is a C type game? Your mouth. <laughs> Jeez. We went way too long without like a sexual reference in there. So, uh, it was a lot of straight talk for uh we we need to throw some Homosexuality in there, perfect gentleman. I love it. <sighs> so, moving back to sh- some some uh, real talk, uh, <laughs> uh, accidents. Fuck no, no, no. Uh oh, no. What? I I'm pretty sure you guys saw this post, but fuck this shit. Oh gosh, what are we talking it's, about? It's a generic coaster shit posting, of course. Oh god. I'm gonna post it in this chat right now because okay. that just fucking triggered me. I'm 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 all trying to talk some stuff here and you're all popping out like uh oh, hold the fucking phones. Oh my god. Um God damn it. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> So for those uh, who are listening to me just like freak the fuck out, it's the picture of Gatekeeper that has left Twix or right Twix. Choose your <laughs> side. Uh, Y'all ready to ride an X-Flight? Uh, <laughs> fuck that shit. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I just uh, got triggered. I'm going to need you to need you relax. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So again, moving on. We, there was an accident in Mexico this year. There was. This it year. was uh, Sunday. Was it Sunday? Yeah, Saturday. Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Sunday. Well, uh, late last week. Um, and what was the name of it at Flamingo Land when it was there? So, oh God, what the hell is uh, this? Oh no! Don't, don't listen. God. Let's talk about the topic. We can talk about it after. Um, okay. So when it was at Flamingo Land, it was Magnum Force. Yeah, there uh, I think it was somewhere else before that, but whatever. Um, then it got moved to Mexico, uh, La Feria Chapultepec. When it was first built, it was called Montaña Infinitum because uh, they had some deal with like a, a cell phone company down there or a cell phone service, whatever. Yeah. Then it got changed to Montaña Triple Loop. Because it's got the three loops. And then they're like, screw that. We're going to call it Chimera now. So that's the short history of the name. Yeah. In <laughs> short, that ride, from all every account that I've heard of it, that ride is intense as fuck. So I've actually been on it. And I wrote it back in 08. To this day, it is the most intense roller coaster I've ever been on. Hmm. it's just it's tough to describe someone uh the topic on coaster for someone uh put something in there and they were talking about like the way the train shunted on the first drop and i'm like that's perfect like you start to go down the first drop and it starts to bank into the turn and like you just get yanked to the ground and thrown to the right in just such a violent manner and like the entire ride is just the same exact way, just so violent, so intense. Yeah, I could my 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 thing with this accident, and obviously for the those who don't know, or if if you listen to us, you probably have heard, but um, two two people were unfortunately killed in this accident because of uh, the last car derailed, um, and they were ejected from the ride, but. The big question was, how did this happen? And mm-hmm. given everybody saying what it's like after, and unfortunately, the uh, the I'd say the upkeep standards of some of those parks down there is probably not to what we would see other places. So you combine that, those two scenarios together, and then that ride isn't new. That is yes. an older ride. That's 35 years old. Um, that was just an unfortunate things that came together at the wrong time. And yeah. And a lot of people were saying it was eerily similar to the mind bender accident back in the eighties. 
where essentially the same thing happened. The, The last car just completely sheared off and then collided with some supports. And it was pretty much the same exact accident. Yeah, that's... That's a shame too, because that ride is obviously very unique, and there are very few left on this planet. So yeah, and it, it it's a damn good ride, but yeah, shame yeah. that it happened. Yeah, but best yeah, of those families. The uh, the mind bender accident. I guess they root caused it as there was some translation disconnects in the operations manual, so there was some maintenance that wasn't being done, which. <sighs> ended up leading to it so oh yeah investigation is still very fresh this was less than a week ago at this point so uh who knows if it is like a translation issue the park just didn't do maintenance or if it's just that old of a ride yeah um because i mean i mean everyone's talking everyone's saying different things i've seen people say they've noticed some maintenance issues at and operations issues at La Feria Chapultepec. I guess the one guy said they're uh, spinning wild mouse. They just dispatched all the cars at the same time and just completely ignoring blocks. So I don't know what's up with that, but I mean, I was there like over a decade ago and I, I mean, I wasn't looking for anything, but I didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. So, Interesting. All right. Well, let's move on to something a little more, uh, a little more happy. Um, so before we talk about Texas, I did want to go through questions of the week. I feel like Ooh, we always yes. ask people to uh, ask questions and we never fucking answer them. <laughs> so uh, I'll start with rapid fire, fire, rapid fire. Good ones. Um, RMCs or Inman Prefab? RMC. Joe Harker. RMC? RMC, but I gotta say it's been a decade since I been on Toro. Yep. Yeah, that's see, that's the thing. The I would say for strict airtime prefab by far. Like like the the still the Toro airtime that I felt is not been matched for the most part by any of the RMCs I've been on. I've been on a, a large majority of them. Uh, even some of the strongest airtime, you might get like one of them, one solid spot, and then the other ones are okay. But Toro, every single hill was sexy, just over and over. It was delicious. I just except the ones on the run back. Yeah, those are those are kind of those are kind of speed hills rather than a delicious ejector. But either way, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd have to do that too. So, I mean, I, I would say I've only been on one prefab, and then the two. Other big gigantic ones out there are Balder, which gets great reviews, and then T Express in South Korea, uh-huh. which not many people have been on, but also say it's a, a mix between Toro and Balder. So mm-hmm. you know, we it's 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 tough to say with having been on so many RMCs and only one prefab. So uh, I'd like I'd love for the prefabs to make a comeback, but I don't think they ever will, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, best haunt event from Allison. Jeez, I mean. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll get more into this later, but like haunts, it's just I don't like haunts. They just make the parks way too crowded. The the most detailed one I ever went to was Universal Hollywood Halloween Haunt and it was it was awful. It was absolutely awful because it was so crowded. Yeah. We did two mazes in five hours. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the last, so the last time I went, well, I didn't even go to the haunts. Like I went to Kings Island during Halloween haunt and I just rode the coasters and the parking lot, like getting in the parking lot, it was packed. I'm like, oh shit. And you get into the park and you go to gate your, what the fuck? Gatekeepers <laughs> not <at> Kings Island. <laughs> Banshee, what the hell? This is jeez, those are nothing similar. No, so I go to Banshee and it's a walk-on. And then I go to Diamondback and it's a five-minute wait. And it's like, what is going on? And you walk by these haunted houses and they're two-hour lines, and you're like, why are y'all waiting in line for haunted houses? 
for that long. The park's like, open for six hours. downtown where they have a Come on. Yeah, like the yeah. park's open for six hours. You're going to go through three mazes at that point. Yeah. Interesting. I'm not huge on haunts. I would say um, Cedar Point's haunts are really only the one I've been to several times. Not because of the haunts. I don't do haunts. I really don't. I don't like scare mazes. I don't like anything like that, really. Um, I'll do them, but I won't be like, oh, let's do that five more times. I'm like, oh, well, okay, that existed. Um, I'm more so there for the coasters, so mm-hmm. I guess I'll say just, uh, yeah, I'm, I've been there. Uh, sorry, Allison. Sorry, Allison. I can tell you the worst one. <laughs> What's that? Worlds of Fun. <laughs> oh man, that was atrocious. Why? Why was it? Why was that so bad? I mean, it was just like really cheap. Like this was also ten years ago. Nine years ago. But it was like the neighborhood haunted house was better done. I can see it. God, why do you guys have that picture up here? This is offensive as hell. (laughs) Why do you have that photo up? Oh, yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? I got one ready to go, so bring it, bitch. Oh, God. Oh, you're cute. Um, all right, let's see if we have anything on the twats. Okay, so I saw a question about like it was, it was some someone asked about tequila, and the answer is yes. God, <laughs> tequila, yes, tequila, yeah. Like, so actually, I was planning on getting tequila tonight, and I, I mean, I was also planning on getting Bloody Mary mix, but. Apparently, the grocery store I was at didn't have Bloody Mary mix, and then I walked down the beer aisle, and they had this mini keg. So I called an audible. Nice. Yeah. Well, we still love you. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. that, that, I'm not a tequila guy, personally. Oh. Oh, tequila's a good time. Oh. I mean, Sorry, I just It makes your clothes uh, fall off, but... <laughs> nothing wrong with it. No. I mean, no, I'm kind of. Uh, no, have done. No, they haven't done anything extra. So I just I was happy to be on 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 Twitter looking um for some photos or some questions and uh, I saw Destination Thrills. They uh, posted a lot la- a video of the launch on Max Force. I was like, hmm, I wonder if they show that. No, they show two tenths of a second. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't show anything. Which you know, hey, it's okay. Uh. Any other big questions out there? Way to go for the two of you that had good questions. Um, so, Texas, gentlemen. Wait, hold on. Before we go to Texas, oh. um, do we want to talk about Bush Gardens um, saying nope to uh, BGW fans? Shit, I forgot to type that one in the thing. <laughs> so, the agenda. BGW fans released, or they found some survey or some shit. Mark, your yeah. it, was, it was a partial yeah. site plan. There's a partial site planned for the ravine. Yeah, so yeah, it's for the 2021 coaster that we don't know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so this shows, oh, what do they call it? Like impervious zones? Is that what they called it? I think so. Something along those lines. So basically they, they marked out where there would be like cement foundations. And it was going across this ravine on, um, yeah, it's the south side of the Rhine River, kind of uh, east of Mock Tower and east of um, for Bolton. Uh, there's, a, there's a ravine uh, down there. So this thing goes all the way across that. So people are starting to think, or at least BGW fans are starting to think, that this is going to be some sort of like drop area. Like you're going to drop down in the ravine and go back up, whether it's before or after the supposed 300 plus foot element, who knows? Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it's getting exciting. And then uh, I guess Bush gardens, Williamsburg actually responded uh, via Twitter to them and was like, hashtag fake news, hashtag hook, line, and sinker. So everyone's all freaking out about that. So. Yeah, I'm curious of um, 
what exactly may be done because I mentioned it. I figured what I mentioned it with BG Dub fans. They're not wrong. We mentioned it on the podcast before. They haven't yeah, really, been really wrong good. with their. I mean, they haven't they, been they, wrong since Verbolton. Like they had Verbolton right way back when. Yeah, they yeah. don't. They don't. Um, yeah, <laughs> they don't um, uh, really give out. They give out hypotheticals, but they're not giving facts. They usually they're, let the, let the, what they have speak for themselves. So they yeah, they, they don't throw bullshit. Yeah, they don't do bullshit claims. The <clears throat> music insider, <clears throat> but um, <laughs> they they give once the, once they have facts, they start rolling with it. Yeah, and they have a lot of connections. They're very well connected. Yeah, that also helps. So yeah, yeah. Texas, how was it? <laughs> yeah, so Texas was great. Like. All of it, not just the coaster stuff, but the coaster stuff was great too. Yeah, so I was down in Texas for <clears throat> over a week with the lady, and we were visiting Mike and our buddy Chris and our buddy Andrew, and it was a good old time. And of course, we did all the parks. Uh, we squeezed them all into like three days, though. Uh, started at Six Flags over Texas, and that was on a Sunday during a Cowboys game. And apparently that is the time to go. Cause yeah. like Andrew texted us like 15 minutes before park open. And he's like, uh, I parked in the first row. I've never parked this close before. <laughs> and we showed up a little bit later and it was, we didn't park much further back. Um, but yeah, almost everything was a walk on. We got through the whole park in like five and a half hours New Texas Giant was great. Uh, Titan was a lot of fun. Shockwave's great. I Mr. have to Price ask Mark, how was the ride? Oh, my gosh. I don't know if it's better than Mindbender or not. Okay? It's better I know than Mindbender. Eat a dick. I don't know if it's it. It's better. not even close. It's better than Mindbender. Because everyone talks <laughs> about how intense Mindbender is. And I'm sorry, it's not more intense than the, that double loop and that weird ass ejector that will murder you. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> you better be sorry. I mean, I think the response somebody in our car, it was not me. I think somebody said holy Rosie on that ejector. So what? <laughs> holy Rosie. <laughs> Did you not hear that? No, <laughs> I didn't. That's yeah. awful. Who said that? I don't remember. It might have been Brandon. Uh, not Brandon. Andrew. <laughs> oh lord. Brandon wasn't even there. I know. I'm just blaming him for <laughs> shit because he's obsessed with Rosie. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, oh god. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, we had a great day there. Um, shockingly good day. Uh, I actually like the park, unlike these goons who have been balling it for like the past, <laughs> I don't know how many years. I mean, it's not a good park. So I will say I can see how it would be a really frustrating park to be at if it's crowded. The thing yeah, is, I we mean, weren't really there doing weird. crowds. Like, <laughs> you, you forget to mention half of the trains for Freeze were completely shut down. For whatever reason, so the five car yeah. train, they yeah. only have three going. So essentially, it is one train operation. Yeah, I mean that was our longest wait. But yeah, but that was only what twenty minutes, thirty minutes. Exactly, that wasn't bad at all. And I gotta say, so Marcus, you guys have told that Lavibora story so <laughs> many times, <laughs> and it's hilarious as is. But just having a little bit more context by going on that ride, like I didn't realize that it was single row seating or uh, single file seating. Yeah. So just oh, yeah. just re reimagining that story to having all six of you guys straddling oh, each yeah. other. Oh, that yeah. makes it that much more funny. And then, of course, my ride. So I'm sitting in front, and there was so there was one pothole at the bottom of the first drop. And of course, we're slamming into all the guardrails, like going into the mid course breaks and whatnot. But like other than that, my ride in the front was fairly smooth. 
and behind me, I just hear Chris and Andrew just like yelping in pain the whole ride. <laughs> so that made it even funnier. Oh, that's I'm just great. glad I did not have to. Ride. <laughs> oh, it was great. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, and Joker. So before going on Joker, there, uh, my only previous experience with an SNS free fly or free spin or whatever the hell they're called was at Great America. I only got like one or two flips on that, but at over Texas, I must have gotten like seven or eight flips. Yeah, you flipped at least seven times. I had no idea what the hell was going on, but it was amazing. Hmm. Huh. See, I did not do that at Six Flags Great America. I only I flipped twice. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It must see. You hear that it's a lot of hit and miss between them. I guess I guess I'm kind of lucky having ridden the one at Great America first because that must be one of the weaker ones. But there's some of them. They've got like they must have like more of those breaks or something, and they just get you rocking and rolling. Well, shit. It also depends on the seat, too. Yeah. That's what uh, our good good friend Larson Loopers was mentioning on that ride, is that different seats have different um, spin rates. Because I, when I was looking at the other, because there was a number I was going to, mm-hmm. they were spinning a lot more than we were. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a good ride, though. Yeah. All right. So, moving down to SeaWorld was the next part. Um. Yeah, so a lot of people a lot of people bash this park and honestly, I don't see why they do. Cuz like when you look at it objectively, like it's a pleasant park to walk around. And I mean, once again, the park was empty when we were there. But so be it. Um Steel Eel got a fresh coat of paint. Uh it's got some pretty good flow jector. Um although one of the things I pretty uh sexy right now yeah yeah it does so one of the things i noticed i looked up morgan's coasters and i looked at the years they opened and i reflected on my rides on all those rides and mamba was better than steel force but steel eel was better than mamba but superman down in mexico was better than steel eel and that is the same progression of the years they opened so morgan was really learning a lot as they designed and built a ride and then they'd go to the next one and they'd apply all that learning. So it was really interesting to see how they progressed all their designs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Steel Eel was pretty fun. The only, only downside is that the, we chose to ride in the back row and the transition into all the valleys, you just slam down into the seat. And it was kind of painful, but yeah, interesting. right up front. Um, yeah, Great White is a fantastic invert. Yep. Uh, very well taken care of, too, uh, especially for its age. Uh, let's see what else. Texas Stingray. Uh, I mean, we all we talked about it way back when. When we saw the POVs and the full renderings, like it looked great as is, but seeing it in person, I'm that much more excited for when it opens because it looks great. And they already have a lot of it done already. Like they got the whole lift. They got the, the first drop, the second drop, um, that next turn and the, the turn after that. So they've got like half the ride done already. So, hmm. yeah. But yeah, SeaWorld was a pretty good park. Um, yeah. Uh, next up was Fiesta, Texas. Uh, oh, you got to say hi to my gal. Yes, I did. I saw the light with Gail. And so, yeah, we went there first thing. Walk on. Oh, fuck I rode, I rode in back first. Oh, you walked. I hate you. Holy shit. Like, it's, what is it, like a week later and I'm still processing the ride. Like, mm-hmm. it's that crazy. Um, I'm not, honestly, I'm not sure if it even made my top 10, but still it's, that's because of the length of the ride. But like, other than that, just how insane it is just blows your mind. Like it was hauling so fast and like you, it went up into that, 
like S bend turn, and it's like this is moving unnaturally fast. <laughs> and it's running faster than it did last year. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You sent me the video of it. I was like, that's running so much faster than it did last year. Yeah, like you see videos posted on Reddit all the time, and it it's it's the same speed now. They're running the exact same speed. Yeah. It's insane. Like it's it's tough to visualize it. It's tough to process it. But yeah, excellent ride, amazing ride. I can't wait now, to, until they build more of those. Jersey Devil. Oh, Jersey Devil is going to be amazing. Oh, that has a potential. Oh my god! And I even, don't want to. I mean, I feel like I'm being major I'll, fanboy. So I'll say this: even even though I haven't been on uh, Gal Gadot, I still it's still going to be a great ride. Just by the looks of it, it's going to ride. It's going to ride pretty good. It's going to yeah. ride pretty good. It's tough to say. I don't think I don't. I don't believe it's going to be a world beater personally. But who? I mean, who knows? It could be. I, yeah. I also try to keep myself on a uh, a neutral plane when I'm attacking yeah. it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, no, it has the length. That's yeah. It has the length oh. and it has a stall. And I think I remember yeah. when I rode oh. it with Chris, those were the two things I said. If it was a little longer and there was a stall, it would that would have immediately been my number one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next up was. Uh... Krypton Coaster. So Krypton Coaster has been on my hit list basically since I became an enthusiast. So I was so excited to finally ride it. It did have that rattle you mentioned, Mike, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't really like a painful rattle. It was more like that's just there. there. Yeah. Yep. Like, why is that there? But aside from that, like just the intensity through every single element and like, the like the dynamics and all the turns like going down the first drop going through that helix on top of the uh the quarry wall um, Mm -hmm. that just set the ride apart from everything else just a fantastic ride yep um let's see what else um yeah so unfortunately all of my spites came from Fiesta, Texas on this trip. Oh, shit. What'd you uh, miss? So, Boomerang, not going to cry about that one. No, uh, I still don't have that one. So, apparently... I, they, I actually have that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, apparently, they just refurbished the trains. So, apparently, they just put it back on the track, like, mm. earlier that week. So, hadn't even moved yet. Oh, well. Um, and then pandemonium they turned the station into a haunted house oh oh which, that's dumb yeah, yeah it was it was bizarre Pandemonium's then, actually pretty good too yeah and then and then the last one this is this is oh. this one's the heartbreaking one so we walked up to iron rattler uh. and you see a sign out in front so remember how it was closed through august for like improvements or whatever yeah well, they didn't finish, and so the ride is open, but it's one train operation, and of course, full queue. Oh, of course. Estimated three hours. Oh. So we're like, all right, we'll come back later, maybe when Fright Fest is like full going. Um, maybe yeah. the line will die down. Hell no, it got even longer. Oh. So then, then we remembered. Oh, wait a minute, we got line skippies. Because we bought the passes. We bought yeah. uh, the 2020 passes. So we run over to the Flash Pass office. I'm like, could I redeem my uh, my exit pass or whatever? And they're like, yeah, everything except Iron Rattler. <laughs> of course. All right. Uh, well, uh, I guess I'm not Iron Rattler this trip. Yeah, Rattler was uh, a pretty short wait for me when I was on it. So, yeah. So, it's, I mean, personally, you're not missing out. Yeah, I mean, still see, ride, you but... talked the most negative about that ride of anyone. Oh no, no, no! See, here's the thing. So, and from an RMC standpoint, it's still a good ride. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad ride by any stretch. I'm talking if you want to go against other RMCs, because that's exactly how you would have ranked it. Let's be honest. You'd be like, well, how good was it compared to Giant? How good was it compared to yeah. Outlaw? Still, Vengeance. Yeah, it's not top of the line. I would still say it's a top forty ride for me. 
but it's not it's not number it's not it's not in my twenties. Yeah, surely it's, it's still gonna be a great ride. Yeah. Yeah, I would I if, if the line was short enough, I wouldn't wait that long for the credit. Well, you know what? I probably would have waited. Depends. How long did it was the line looking like? Two, three, four hours? Three hours. Yeah. Oh yeah, I wouldn't wait three hours. I wouldn't <laughs> wait an hour yeah. for it now that I've heard it, but yeah, oh I, yeah, now you're right, yeah. Yeah. But so the good news though, so Six Flags Fiesta Texas as a whole. Objectively, it's the best Six Flags park. I mean, you walk around it and it does not feel like you're at a Six Flags park at all because yep. like the one side, it's got all the Western theming and with the quarry wall, it's gorgeous. And then the other side, it's got like the boardwalk theming and then like up in front, it's got like a, a totally different feel to it. Like the park is beautiful and it has a beautiful setting. So it's really pleasant to be at. And then you got some operations that just remind you that you're at a Six Flags park. But yeah. Oh, well, if there's any park that I'm going to go back to in Texas, it's going to be that. How was, were they running three trains on Gal? They were. All seats open? Yep. So they figured that shit out now. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, unfortunately, the park opened at 5 p.m., and it was fright fest, so it. Luckily, we got there at opening, and we pretty much blitzed through most of the park before the crowds really got there. And like, we were at Goliath, which is also a fantastic ride. There, uh, we were at Goliath at like seven ish, seven thirty, and it was just a constant stream of cars coming to the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And like, it ended up we we saw a fight later in the night. And we're walking around and it's just it became just a mob scene so we're like you know we're not going to deal with this anymore mm-hmm. so we we yep. left but yeah so then to wrap up the last day of coasters it was the three small parks um between san antonio and houston uh started off with zdt's switchback fuck so, that place so <laughs> dude that place dollars for switchback no, so it was early in the morning, and they must not have given a shit. And we asked if we could pay for a single ride, and they let us. No, <laughs> no, like, like no questions asked whatsoever. Like I know Andrew, a little bit of flack. Um, they're like, "Oh, you're an enthusiast, aren't you?" But no, with us, they didn't give us any flack whatsoever. We're just like, "Hey, can we pay for a single ride for Switchback?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, sure, five bucks each. Sweet." Oh fuck you! <laughs> fuck you, Shorzy. <laughs> I paid thirty five dollars uh, for that piece of shit. <laughs> that sucks. No, no, that was a pretty cool ride, and of course, it's one of a kind. Like, there's no other ride like it. Um, drop was great. The run out was great. Um, the spike was pretty cool. The weightness, weightlessness there, and even going backwards, it was a really unique feeling. Um, so really cool ride. Glad we stopped to ride. Definitely worth it if you're in the area. I don't know if it's worth a $35 wristband, but yeah. Ask them if you can get a single ride. And if not, just it's re-rideable. Just ride it five times and you're good. Uh, cool. And then we went down to Galveston next, went onto the pier and got nickeled and dimed because that place is outrageous. Uh, I rode the Starflyer first, which... Holy shit, that's legitimately scary. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like swinging over the edge of the pier. So you're over the water. And then you got the wind blowing you and your seat's like twisting. And yeah, it was it was very unsettling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and then, I mean, Iron Shark, it, it's it's all right. I mean, it's not bad at all. It's got some good forces. It's got a good drop. Um, yeah, it's not as smooth as Tantrum, but it's also quite a few years older and it's also been through a couple of hurricanes. So not going to fault it for having a few bumps here and there. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And then lastly was Kima Boardwalk. Ah, so, Kima. so we were hungry. So we put in our names at one of the restaurants there. They said it was like a 45-minute wait. So we went and bought tickets. We had to wait to get tickets because, like, so the area, like, the whole Kima section, like, that boardwalk area is really, really cute. 
but then the operations are just horrendous. So we had to wait in line to buy these tickets. We bought them. As soon as we bought them, we had to go back to the restaurant. Luckily, it wasn't a 45-minute wait. but uh, So we ate delicious food. And as we're walking out, we see Boardwalk Bullet is closed. So we rode one of the other rides, uh, hung out by Bullet a little bit, didn't reopen. Uh, but luckily, the next day, uh, we were going to the Space Center anyway, and it's like five minutes away. So we ran back down the Kima real quick and got to ride it in the morning. And luckily, it was worth the wait. Oh, yes. Boardwalk Bullet is one of the best coasters in Texas, easily. That was friggin' fantastic. Mm, after all these years, it's not, not rough at all either. No, which great. Not, not rough at all. It's, it's great. I mean, I wrote it with a bad hangover, and I, was, I <laughs> wrote it a number of more times, and that says a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I can't believe, I still cannot believe how they managed to squeeze that much track in such a small spot. And it's not just all turns. Like they fit like a number of bunny hops in a row. Yeah, I could not believe it. Yeah, so. I'm I'm, I'm excited to get down back there again and make Mike get on it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, if you're down in Texas, definitely take the drive over to make sure you're because well worth it. You're cute. Yeah, so that's my coaster portion of my Texas trip in a wrap. It was a blast. I'm hot. <laughs> oh, you're hot. All right. Well, gentlemen, I love your mouth. Mm-hmm. Love you too. Mm-hmm. Mike, you're a bitch. And you know what? Yeah. Penis. In your mouth. <laughs> that might have been one of the least homoerotic episodes I think we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, well, this was like the most serious episode we've ever had. <laughs> uh, it started off pretty strong, but we uh, <laughs> quickly devolved into penetration. It was pretty high. I mean, what can I'll you ta- say? I'll take it. It's a good, it's a good time. Eat my ass. I mean, I got time. Yep. What are you doing later? Mm, good question. <laughs> Yummy. All right. Make you clap them cheeks, girl. You clap, better clap, 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 clap. <laughs> Now we're making up for it. All right, sluts. I'll see you next week. <laughs> Fuck you. Later, <laughs> Gator. Bye. Bye.